Good day, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and swole mates in between. I'd like to welcome you to another journey into Swole's world, where we stay trill and keep it real. Just want to put a little reminder out there that we don't sugarcoat anything over here in these parts. The only thing sugary over here is the Kool-Aid, personally, that I like. So we're going to talk about it, let's be about it, and let's get into it. Um, this episode is going to be called Cleansing the Timeline, because I just felt like, one, it was needed. It's, it's been crazy past couple of weeks, past couple of days, and I just feel like everybody just need to take a chill pill. But before we get into that, I'd like to say that this episode is going to be a little bit different than beforehand, um, than the other ones, I guess. The, um... We are going to have a Q&A in between. So if you have any questions at any time, you can go ahead and just click that little button and I can take your call and your questions at any time. So we have just have questions throughout. All right, let's get into it. So before we get into cleansing the timeline, we got to clear the air first. There was this little, I would like to say disagreement online that involved only three women on this list could stay. It was between Sade, Mariah Carey, Beyonce, Lauren Hill, Jill Scott, Mary J. Blige, Patty, Anita, and Janet. Now, mind you, I was like, okay, well, since I've been presented with this question, I'm going to go ahead and answer it. The only answer that, that, that anybody should absolutely have is Patty, Anita, and Janet. These legits was on the timeline talking about some Mariah Carey. Ma'am, look, I love all these beautiful black women in this list. However, Patty is the soul. Okay? Anita is the heart. And Janet, she is the fun and the freak. You covering all the bases right there. And plus, like my, my lovely friend lovely said, you can't have the mothers without the grandmothers. The grandmothers kind of come first. And that's that on that. This Pick to pick those three, the only three that could stay. Because without them, we ain't have nothing else that's trickling after them. All right. So this next message is specifically for those who identify with the black community. Uh, can can we not just bash each other as often as we do? It, it got a little crazy this past week. Um, we we get enough of that everywhere else. So if you knew better, you do better. So uh, let's just try to do better. But also on the flip side, we all know that MLK Day is coming. Good old Martin Luther King. I just like to say that 2020 showed us, 2021 proved to us, and 2022 ain't nothing but 2020 part two titled We See You. Okay. So come MLK Celebratory Day, if you haven't been consistent in your practice, please do not quote him in your preach. Leave it alone. Because these past couple weeks, these past couple years, has been blatantly honest and open to how people feel about certain people and demographics. So let's just keep it 100 moving forward. Amen. Amen. So, it's finally a new year. And I literally had like this whole entire plan of 
what I was going to do with this podcast and how it was going to go. But, you know, um, things change. <laughs> um, my life got a little bit more interesting than uh, I would like for it to be. Uh, so I uh, just kind of like had me like sit down and kind of like regroup with everything. But I wanted to do this one closing the timeline because, like I said before, I felt like it was needed. And I feel like this should be a time for everybody to have new beginnings and start fresh. Um, like for instance, myself, uh, going into this new transition mode of, uh, going back to the Indies has been nothing but an excitement, honestly, and a lot of nerves too. Um, especially with the, uh, the added pressure that's now on, um, it's been, it's been interesting. Like I'm so excited to get back into the ring and everything and get back to actually doing shows and working and seeing people and stuff and just engaging more so with, with the crowd than, um, I had been uh, able to in the past. So, um, I'm really, really excited, uh, especially, uh, I have this show coming up February 19th, black wrestlers matter. Uh, I know it's going to be in St. Louis in North County, a rec complex and I'm facing 2d now. Let me tell you something. Tootie Lynn, um, <laughs> couple couple facts about her. First of all, uh, she was trained by Davy Richards. Uh, if you don't know who Davy Richards is, please look him up. He's amazing. Um, he was one of my favorite when I would go with Cedric to the ROH tour dates when we were just dating. Uh, we would go all over, honestly, wherever ROH stopped. You know, I would occasionally go with him. But I remember we were in, I think, Virginia. And it was American Wolves versus uh, WGTT, uh, so Charlie Hawson and Sheldon Benjamin. And when I tell you, they tore the house down. Like, that was when I was just first, like, really getting in, into, like, ROH because I was, you know, oblivious. You know, I was in the, just had got out of the military, the Air Force, and wouldn't think about nothing. But I'm like, oh, okay, I'm dating this wrestler. This is cool. I've always wanted to be a wrestler, so this is interesting to see the flip side of everything. But y'all, they, you know, you have like those kind of matches just like spark your interest and make you like research and hunt things and <laughs> just want to, just want to get to like ingest as much information about them as possible. So um, I'm really looking forward to Rustiner, especially a student of his, because I hold him in high regard um, because every time he's out there, he gives his all. So I expect nothing less from her. Uh, oh, James. What's up, baby? How you doing, bro? I'm good, Sugar. How are you? Pretty good. Um, Sorry, speaking of Sugar, what's your favorite flavor of Kool-Aid? Oh, my, my favorite, favorite flavor is uh is Tropical Punch. You know, the, the blue packet, but it's red. Yeah. Mine's, yeah. Um, mine's grape. Grape? Yeah, grape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine's grape good. is real good. All right. Well, that's all I appreciate I I um, <laughs> appreciate, appreciate it. <laughs> Hope you have a good rest of your night. All right, you too. Look, yeah, listen, and I like mine sugary too. Just not to really get off off topic, but I do. I like mine's like super sugary. If it's the one thing that in lemonade, so like the two things that I like super sugary. Everything else, I'm like, Mm-mm, I can't be you know, too much sugar. But those, yes. Um, back to Tootie. So Tootie, uh. Fun fact, we were born in the same hospital. A lot of people don't know I was born in St. Louis, Missouri. That's where my um, my family is from, my mom and my dad. Um, and occasionally like, I would go back there and visit my dad. 
but when I tell you they got some some good food in St. Louis, I, I like I can't I can't help myself every time I'm over there. They have really good Chinese food, really good pizza called Emos. If you're ever in St. Louis and you can have pizza, uh, I can't have it anymore because of Crohn's and the no dairy aspect. But please eat a slice or two or three or four for me. Uh, it's a thin crust. It's it's perfect. Honestly, in, in St. Louis was was where um, I found out about the Seven uh, Eleven, I guess thing or whatever. Because I was born on Seven Eleven, so my dad would take me. He took me to Seven uh, Eleven, and he was like, "Hey, um, why don't you tell him it's your birthday?" And I did, and he was like, "Oh, well, you know, you can get a free Slurpee." He's like, "It's your it's your birthday," and then he's like, "We'll give you a free Slurpee." And I was like, "Is this a company wide thing?" And he was like, "Yeah, I think it is." So of course, every year from then on. Like when I was a kid, I would always go and get a free Slurpee. Now, mind you, it's like, what, 79 cents or a dollar and something, but still principal. It's something that I am privileged to, and I'm going to snatch it and take it, and, and it's free. So it's for me. But um, I'm really excited to wrestle Judy because it's the first time I've ever wrestled in St. Louis. So that's going to be an interesting fight. And this is my first one back. So nerves, excitement. That actually, that whole weekend is going to be interesting, kind of like jumping into my new beginnings, because the next day I have Trisha Dora in, uh, in, Gap, in Grapital, right? Yeah, in Grapital We Trust uh, in Washington, D.C. And Trish, yo, she's one of the sweetest people I know. Like, this is going to be our fourth time working. Our first time was at GCW, second time worked at GCW is in Detroit. And I believe it was a three-way with Diamante. And it was like 40 degrees outside at this, like, fair with these all this food there. Look, man, y'all, these ribs, listen, when I could eat pork, look, these ribs were so good. They had, like, this soul food food truck, and I had the ribs, and I had the greens, and I had a sweet potato palm slice, and some banana pudding that I had put in the freezer, Put your desserts in the freezer. I told people before, put your thin mints in the freezer and put your banana pudding in the freezer. But either way, we had this three-way. Um, and then our third match was at Nerd Street in Orlando. And that was honestly where we were um, we were kind of, like, I guess not, not really knowing ourselves in wrestling, but, you know, just kind of feeling ourselves a little bit more. So our dynamic in our matches has definitely changed. Uh, since our first one way back, like two years ago. But in all honesty, Trish Dora, she's she's a gem, like a true gem in a world full of diamonds. She is amazing. She's wonderful. So I'm excited to wrestle her and to wrestle Tootie as far as me jumping back <clears throat> into the indies. But um, outside of the excitement and everything, the hardest part was getting my body together. Um, for those, who, of course, you don't know, I, I just mentioned before, but I suffer from Crohn's disease and that causes your weight to fluctuate and, you know, your, your eating habits to j pretty much jump up and down. And I just had some new diet changes. Um, I was like a pescatarian for almost eight or nine months, uh, but my doctor got worried about my mercury levels and, Nobody wants to hear that, but you know, like, you're just like, what? My mercury levels, that is, that's, that's actually a thing. So we decided that adding like chicken back in and, um, 
cooking, definitely figuring out what kind of works for me. And that's what my life, and I feel like that's what life in general is all about. Just figuring out what kind of works for you, uh, figuring out what moves you, kind of like what brings you joy. Um, and not just, oh, figuring out as you go, but just taking the time to worry about yourself. You know, uh, you have other things that could bring you joy, like your job or your family or your money. You know, but what makes getting out of bed worth it? For me, is family, faith. That's what drives me. That's what keeps me going. Anytime I feel down, I just think about how far I've been brought from. Like, and I think about my family. I can't let them down. Um, I can't let people down who's out there because I feel like um, I was told this when I was younger by my dad. He says that everywhere and anywhere you go, people are looking at you no matter what you're doing. And you think about these people as somebody that's straddling a fence. You know, um, you think about what you represent and who you represent. And this person is straddling a fence looking at you. So your actions automatically have consequences for yourself, but also consequences for other people because you never know who's watching you. We would always say that. You never know who's watching you. And um, that's just another thing that kind of just drives me, especially when I have those blockers. Like I have things like a Crohn's episode that just come out of nowhere. Um, or that little voice, I like to call it the enemy, uh, because anything that doesn't want good for you is an enemy. If they only want you to fail, that's an enemy. (laughs) If they're waiting, praying and praying on your downfall, that completely is an enemy, especially the, the drama online. Like, you got to think about it. That's a small portion of your reality. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. It's Life is truly what you make it. I mean, I feel like folks in the past, they didn't have these sayings like life is what you make it for nothing. This is real life. You're not supposed to give away your power. You let people bother you. You're giving away your power. Because like I said, they can't make you feel any way without you giving that portion of yourself up. You have to understand what you will and will not tolerate. And please, by all means, prioritize your peace over everything else and anything else. Uh, you're probably like, oh, swole, what about oh, my, my, my husband or my wife? Yeah, over them. Over, over your kids. Yep. Over your parents. Yep. Over everybody because if you are not right you can't help nobody if you're not a hundred percent you can't be there for nobody else so you gotta take care of yourself and most importantly you gotta know what you want and understand that some people may say that like knowing thyself and knowing yourself is number one but I feel like you have to go a step further and know what you want because if you know what you, that's stop right there. That's, you automatically know you. So you're not, you got to know what you want. Like in my former job, I realized that it, it wasn't what I want. I didn't want it. Plus my peace was being disrupted. I'm like, no, that's a, that's a double negative. This is not what I want. And my peace is, you know, like on the inside, I'm feeling like, I'm changing based off other people's reactions and stuff. Like I, it's causing me hurt. It's causing me like 
me to carry it home. Your home is, is your space, is your place, your place of, of peace and quiet. Don't carry that stuff home. And when I realized that I was just carrying, it was dragging me down and like jumping into anything and everything that I was dealing with at a time, like, no, it's, it's not worth it. Nothing is, nothing is worth your peace. Not at all. And I understand that things like that, like jumping out of, uh, or quitting their job or doing anything like that is a scary situation because it's like, what's next? Jumping out on faith is not easy. Trust me, if it was easy, everybody'd be doing it. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to uh, sit down and have that reality check with yourself uh, and do it based off your needs and, and, and based off of, you know, what you want. It's like, you don't want to be stagnant. You don't want to be stale. You don't want to be stuck in a situation where you're not happy. Something's not bringing you joy. It's, it's scary to try something new. Like, trust me, I, I had an entire list of things from my childhood that I wanted to do. Like, it was going to the Air Force. All right, cool. Check. I wanted to work with cars. I became a fire truck mechanic. Like, I had to work on gas and um, heavy-duty diesel engines and deuce and a halves. And I wanted to be a great dancer. And that's what I studied in college. And I, I danced with, you know, a couple different celebrities back in my day. Back in my day, like I'm old, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I wanted to medal in track. And I did that. I got a silver medal in track. And I wanted to be a wrestler. And this was the last thing. And there's nothing scarier than getting to that last thing. And you're like, okay, well, this is what I was supposed to be doing my whole entire life. But everything beforehand has prepared me for this role in my life. But also just knowing and getting that opportunity to try something new, like doing this podcast. That took, honestly, a leap of faith because when they reached out to me, I didn't know this This was something that I wanted to do or could do. You know, I, I knew that beforehand I was good in English and papers, helping people write papers. And like, I, I, I now I can blow out a paper. Like I would listen to Womanizer, don't judge. I would listen to Womanizer on repeat for like the three hours or the two hours for term papers and get like 94s on them. I, I can push them out. Like I love the arts in every form, but never in a million years did I think that this would be something that I would be doing, especially in this part of my life. Um, I couldn't imagine using my voice as the show and, and diving into something new. Um, but that was honestly just, just figuring this out was showing me a side of myself that I didn't even know that was there. And that's what figuring out what you want and, and trying something new is all about. Uh, sometimes it's easy like to make a list and not just having the list, but also you have to have ways to attain the things on the list. Uh, most people will call, you know, that manifesting, but you also have to manifest in action because faith without works is dead. You know, they're not, may not be, Certain people that are, I don't really call myself religious, I'm like spiritual and I have things that I believe in, but I believe in the power of words. And I believe that, like I said, if, it, if you have all the faith in the world, but you're not doing something to help obtain it, then it's, there's nothing. It's a chasing of the wind. You have to live in that mentality that you already, one, you already have what you're asking for, but also you're climbing and scratching for that actual goal. 
And that's what my school mentality is, is about. It's about how everything to me is grand. Everything to me is on swole. I'm a mover. I'm a shaker. I'm a catalyst. You know, uh, you have to figure out where's your head at. Like that old kind of like, where, where's your head at from the Tomb Raider soundtrack? I think you have to, <laughs> you have to like dig deep and do that shadow work, you know, just so you can figure, you can grow, you can learn, you can change. Like myself, I personally, I suffer from a few different diagnoses that I'm not ready to divulge into yet. Um, however, I tend to keep my head level with like note taking. I would recommend journals for your manifestation because written word is powerful. I feel like the written word is sometimes more powerful than speaking it into the universe. You know, just the fact that it's, you know, on the paper and as they say, the trees have life. Uh, I feel like writing those things down can center yourself so you can reach those goals. So you can set your intentions, you know, so you can hey sit outside, soak up the sun, uh, figure out why you're figuring out what you want. That honestly has made my transition so much easier uh, into, like I said, trying something new. Like I'm a full-time homemaker. I'm, that was not on my list as you heard before. Like I had, I guess, I don't want to say horrible, but they were like pre preconceived notations about a homemaker, you know, what you've seen on the media and everything. But uh, it brings me so much joy. Like, yeah, sometimes it can get frustrating, but just knowing that I'm keeping the home together. You know, I'm making a home. Like, yeah, we bought a house, but I'm making it a home. And that that brings me a sense of pride. Um, and also within that, knowing that beforehand, when I was full-time in my, in, uh, in my former job, um, knowing that I wasn't keeping it get together because now, okay, things are better. But knowing that beforehand, when I thought that I was keeping it together, see, this is that portion where like you're knowing yourself, being able to criticize yourself, being able to learn, grow, and change, being able to adapt and apply that to your life. You know, because there's, there's nothing wrong with a little reality check. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you know what? I wasn't doing my best or I didn't do a good job at that. But you know what? I see what I did wrong and I'm going to change. I'm going to grow from it. I'm going to apply it and, you know, make something different of it this time. Which saying that brings me to this week's PSA. Uh, for those who don't know, the PSA is a public school announcement. Just my tidbit for the week to carry you into next week is that you can't half-ass growth. I'll repeat that again. You can't half-ass growth. There has to be real work. And look, I love Brittany. My real Brittany said it best. You want a hot body, you want a Bugatti, you want a Maserati, you better work, bitch. C clean as day. You want those goals? You want those dreams? Those things in life, you can't half-ass the growth and the work that it takes to achieve it. Like, there's, there's, there's no going around it. Work on yourself. Get past those, those hurdles. Get past that, that drama and that trauma 
that built up inside. You get past saying that, oh, you can't do it or, oh, you'll never do this or, oh, you'll never get this position. Get past all that. But remember, as much good faith and will that you're asking for, you better be putting that same energy into the world. As the saying goes, you know, God don't bless no mess. So if you want those good things to happen, you have to put out those good faith. You have to put out that goodwill into the world. Can't just be asking for stuff and then be like, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to do good. I just want to spread hate. Hate, 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 hate. Like play a hater's ball. That's all you do is hate. <laughs> but yes, because um, you know, it don't, doesn't cost anything to be kind. I feel like cleansing from within uh, starts with being kind. You can you can sugarcoat it all you want to, but um, I feel like this year should be the focus to just be kind. And that can just be be kind to other people. Please be kind to yourself. <laughs> please, please be kind to yourself. It's being kind is the key to receiving what you desire in life. You know what you want because not knowing what you want makes you not know what you're going to get. You know, you can't leave anything up to chance. This is your reality. Um, Another reason why I call this Swirl's World, because this is my reality. This is my world. Um, anything that I want to have or don't want to have happen um, is up to me. And and if I want good things to happen, I got to not half-ass my growth. <laughs> and uh, But, you know, put good faith out there. Be kind and, you know, jump out on faith. And... Uh, I say that because uh, in the position that I am at, I am in now, it required all of that growth in order to get me this position. You see, the position that you want may require the person that you refuse to become. Because you're just, I don't know, just stuck in your ways. And you don't want to, you don't want to grow, you don't want to evolve. Or you maybe you're just scared. But I'm here today to tell you that whatever you want in the future is going to require a new you. Not that old mess from beforehand. It's going to require something bigger and better. And work. And growth. Um, but if anybody else has any questions or anything else right now, please feel free to go ahead. Otherwise, I'm going to bless you. I feel like I'm about to give a benediction. As always, like every time I've in one of these things, it always feels like I'm giving the benediction. I guess that's why people call me Pastor Swole or Auntie Swole or something like that. I feel like I should be like the ladies with the white hats and what's it called? Missionaries? Yeah, they always in a second pew taking up all the space. Eating, uh, eating not, not the regular uh, peppermints, but they always got the green spearmint peppermints. And the words is original is always making noise with the with the rappers in church doing the prayer, acting like nobody see them with the church fans. Sorry, that got a little deep, but yeah. <laughs> What's up, Professor? Oh, no. Go ahead, try again. Hi, Sol, can you hear me? Oh, yes, I can hear you. I apologize. I actually hit hung up. Um, you know, I just want to mention kind of to add to what you said, 
I um I had a chance to talk to you last week, as you may remember, I'm a professor yes. at work at university. And one of the things is as much as I do what I can to help students, my students help me in a lot of ways, especially once they graduate and go into the world. And one of my students actually became a marriage family therapist. And she sent me this yesterday and has to do with being self-aware. And she it says, becoming emotionally healthy in a dysfunctional society isn't easy. It takes patience, a ton of self-compassion, and the ability to allow yourself to be misunderstood. And when she sent me this, it made me think about, you know, oftentimes I think we sacrifice our self-care and our self-well-being you know, for the betterment of others. But as you mentioned earlier, it's really important to, fo- to help yourself first because you can't help others unless you are in a good place. And I just wanted to share that with everybody because I know especially we're going on two years in this, you know, in the pandemic and we're dealing with so much, either being at home and worrying about everything. Like we have to care for ourselves before we can help our wives, our husbands, our children's yeah. or our, our parents, you know, and I know I could tell you, I'll leave it at this, you know, my mother who I love dearly, uh, she takes, a, I try to help her with this. She takes so much on because she worries about her kids, her grandkids, her husband, you know, my father and her, you know, her sisters and her and my grandmother. And um, it's hard because it takes toll on you because you worry so much about other people that you neglect yourself. Mm-hmm. So I, I really just wanted to share that, you know, to add to what you had said. And um, I uh, I look forward to your matches next month. Um, glad to see you, um, you know, in St. Louis and then in Washington. Mm-hmm. So um, look forward to talking to you later. That's it. Uh, many blessings to you this weekend. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing that. All, all those words are, are definitely true because you, you've you got to take care of yourself and you cannot worry about everybody else. Worrying will send you into an early grave, honey. Understand something. If the trees and and the plants and, and the ladybugs of the earth, they all get everything they need to survive. Whether you believe in a, a higher source or not, you got to look at the facts that they are being taken care of. So understand that you will be taken care of and you have to start taking care of yourself. Come on, James. I had to get another one. I wanted to know what was your most exciting moment in your wrestling career or in your Air Force career, any career that you ever had? What was, what has been your most exciting moment? Whoo, my most exciting moment. Um, honestly, it was, it was winning the, uh, rise championship. It was my first, um, booking outside of America. It was in Canada. And after I won, uh, my, I got presented with my title, um, with a school in Nakano. And that was just a a big, big highlight because she's such a rock star and such a legend. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool to have that, like, bestowed upon me. I felt I felt really special. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna be watching you uh next month and uh I hope you have a good return. Thank so, you. God Thanks bless so you. God bless you too. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much to those who came up and spoke. Thank you so much for the questions. Thank you so much for being here with me. I hope you enjoyed your visit to Swirl World. I hope it's encouraged you, given you hope and cleansed your timeline.
As always, you are appreciated, you are loved, and most importantly, you are more. Keep smiling.